0: It's Hump Day! Hello everybody, my name is Beans, one-third your host of the Ballsy Football Podcast. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Hope you enjoyed Texans Tuesday, but if you're not, and if you're tired of Texans talk, don't worry. We're going to jump back on some fantasy talk today. We're going to continue our 100 items, our 100 facts you need to know for the 2017 season in regards to your fantasy football team. So, if this is an article released from ESPN and we've been going over it. We had a part one that's available to listen on episode. Today's gonna to be part two. We're gonna get you ready for our fantasy draft on Friday night, and um, we're gonna air that, and I'm not sure how we're gonna air that quite yet. Obviously, we'll do an anchor coverage, but I might even do a live stream of YouTube or a YouTube video uh, to have a better visual of all the players and things. Well, we don't know. Either, either way, we're gonna share it. We're gonna document it so you guys can see what's going on and see how we operate as a team. And we might even break down on how our league is structured because we do things a bit different it's a ppr league but we have a few tweaks in it where we can run two tight ends so it kind of adds a little dynamic and we can explain why we do such things and why we have a team or why we have the league as we do over the course of the years to make it really competitive really fun and really fair so we'll definitely get ready for that and like i said we'll take you through the week with the fancy facts and we'll take any calls please call in if you want to talk about any of these items And we'll surely hit on any news items that come up, but I don't really see anything new. It's just Jay Cutler, Jay Cutler, Jay Cutler. Oh, and I was thinking more about my idea, what I mentioned yesterday, the United Nations of Anchor Channels. And so what I'm thinking, it'd be really cool to have some kind of, you know, it would be awesome if Anchor had this, but, you know, it would be cool if another website was available where we could see all the Anchor Channels. You can maybe see the topics that everyone's going to talk about during the day if you had a schedule. And if you could... Also reach out to other channels for interviews for more of like a networking thing. So think like LinkedIn, but for Anchor, I don't know. Um, Because during the season, right, if there's a big cowboy story, I'm going to want to maybe set up an interview with Phil. Or if there's a big 49ers story, I might want to set up an interview with Harv at Seek for uh, Sports. So that's just what I was thinking. And I might talk to Maya to see if she can help me build this thing. I don't know. So just an idea. Play with that. See where it goes. But also... Good chance to mention, we do have a Twitter account, GoBallsDeepFB, at GoBallsDeepFB on Twitter. You can follow us and it actually help us get this conversation going. Um, and we can talk about you know what this ideal way to maybe communicate across channels would be. I mean, of course you can call into one another, but then you kind of lose it. You may forget that you have something planned or scheduled. Um, I, I just like the idea of being able to see everyone's schedule to be like, okay, I'm not going to talk about this because, okay, Phil's covering the Cowboys or, oh, I am not, I don't need to talk about this news item or something like that. You know, like I said, the United Nations of Anchor Channels and um, it'd be cool, again, to kind of some have some kind of networking thing where, you know, if someone wanted to talk about AFC South, you know, obviously, we done boys on the Texans. We could talk Texans all day. So I just it think it'd be really cool because as a listener, you're probably going to favor a lot of these sports channels because Anchor isn't something where you're, constantly constantly on so you know strength in numbers men and I'm not trying to take anyone's glory you do you boo boo you get your brand going you get your glory but if we're here providing some form of entertainment we're providing it for the listeners and we should make the best show for the listeners y'all just my idea all right let's get into football talk now hey guys
1: Matt from the Big Fat Future uh listen I'm a little disappointed um there's some big news and uh and some common ground between us Texans and Patriots fans um, which is that uh, Vince Wilfork who as we all know is the best 3-4 nose tackle the best pure 2-gap nose tackle in football has retired wanted your take on it uh, and Vince's legacy we know what it is here in uh, here in the, uh, the cold bitter reaches of New England would love your perspective on it uh, as Texans fans as well
0: what's up Matt yeah I totally missed that yesterday well I saw it but I missed kind of reporting it on Anchor and talking about it I meant to uh, the day kind of cut away from me but yes big vince he has retired and he even had a really cool youtube video for anyone who hasn't seen it go check it out he had a really funny video sponsored by kingsford charcoal he's going to do a i believe a retired retirement tailgate or some some kind in uh, new england should be really cool it was really funny um we really enjoyed having Big, big vince here he was such a character you know on the on hard knocks he was hilarious to watch but more importantly i remember when we brought him in it was it was in hopes to kind of him teach the younger guys how to do the Patriot way, be a good team, be a good pro. And I remember we had drafted a nose tackle from Notre Dame, I believe. I'm forgetting his name at the time. But he just never got his stuff together and the hope was like Big Vince would show him how to be a pro. And Vince actually took over the job. So he's been great. I know JJ Watt really appreciated his time. And um, so yeah, we'll definitely miss him. I did think I kind of glossed over it a bit because we technically, his contract ended. He was a free agent. And so, we were kind of already moving on from Vince Woolfork era, this is the short time he had. And so, I guess his retirement, yes it comes, but not as a surprise. I think everyone expected him to retire. I don't think another team was going to sign him to be their starter. But uh, yeah, we're, we're happy for Big Vince, and we'll always uh, be indebted to him.
2: I'll spit, y'all. Yeah, here we go. Sorry, going no, there's, gonna, there's this article a,
0: yeah. of like a hundred fantasy facts you need to know for 2017 and we were just going okay. through them one time, and we're just going to pick back up like, at number 50. I'll see we, him, and
2: y'all react. Do you yeah. agree or disagree?
0: Sometimes they're like, whoa, that's amazing. Sometimes it's like, that's bullshit. Okay.
2: Oop, Let's done, hear pretty it. Much. All right, here we go. Uh, whew, man. Um, three different times in his NFL career, Adrian Peterson has failed to gain 1,000 yards on the ground. Only three different times he's failed to hit one 1,000 yards on the ground. Okay. Last season was one of those three times.
0: Hmm. What were the other th- two times? Shit, I'm not sure right now. Okay. Oh, no. shit, that's, why that, we got that's that okay. Done.
2: That's how we do it. Does
1: that include? Obviously, I can't include.
2: Probably one year he tore his shit, right? Yeah. Right, that,
0: that um, makes sense. I
2: got it up right here. So the three times it happened besides last year, it happened in 2014. I want to say that's when he was spanking his kid probably so he got suspended after the first game yeah and then 2011 970 that's when he tore his knee but i mean if i just read off the stats from 2007 to now basically 10 years 1300 yards 1700 yards 1300 yards 1200 yards then he missed it by 30 yards then he followed that up 2012 with 2000 yards 1200 yards then he beat his kid with that switch in 2014 just two years ago, 1,500 yards. Last year, we know what happened.
0: So, what actually, what did happen last year? What injury was
2: it? Man, I think he—I don't know if he tore his knee. Right? I thought it was a meniscus or something. It was,
1: yeah, something to do with his knee for sure.
2: Yeah. Let me see. Oh, torn. Yeah, torn meniscus. He suffered a torn meniscus in against Green Bay week two, September 18. Okay. Okay. Yeah, torn meniscus, man.
0: And now he's sharing carries with Mark Ingram. Well, I mentioned like I've actually picked Mark Ingram like late in rounds before, and he's been a good goal line back for me. Yeah. So like, but now it's AP in there, and if man, I don't know if he's gonna get those yards.
2: Sure. Let's continue on after that fact, fact fifty-two. In the season after the previous two times he failed to gain a thousand yards. So basically, you know, he's out for vengeance. He rebounded on those seasons with 1,400 or more. <coughs> so basically, what are they trying to say here? AP's due for a comeback this year.
1: I think it'll have a pretty decent year.
0: Did you hear about the O lineman that they uh, they signed and released within like five days? Nah. No, what happened? Oh, so there's this lineman that. A second-round pick with the the Broncos does a four-year contract. After a four-year contract, he goes to the Chargers for a five-year contract. Gets released only after two years, so basically he sucks. He's like kind of a bust. Uh-huh. And so then the Saints picked him up this year, and after like five days, they cut him. Wow! And they it was because they said his knees. I think he had some problem with his knees. Uh, man! And the, uh, and the Saints actually, but the Saints have a lot of injuries on the line right now. They have a lot of their line on the PUP list, so. When he came in and he was like hurt, they're like, "Nah, man, we need fresh bodies." So yeah. get the Yeah, so we need them damage goods. like that—that's unfortunate. That's embarrassing, right? Like you go do all this work receipt, to sign a contract and stuff, man, get there, and man. then And then, you just come back like for five days, and you're like, "No, oh,
2: bye." Anyway, back to facts.
1: You know, at least he got paid for those five days for sure.
2: Oh yeah, hell yeah. Last year. 2016 Minnesota Vikings offensive line ranked 31st out of 32 in yards per carry before first contact. So the line sucked.
1: Which one?
2: Uh, but the Vikings. Their O-line ranked 31 out of 32 teams in, in yards per carry before first contact. So basically how long they could hold on to that D-line let their running back break through at least the line of scrimmage. Follow that fact up with what? The Saints O-line was ranked 6th. So they're basically saying AP is gonna have a comeback here. And we all, how do we all feel Like how
0: I like how you're deciphering the, the clues. Yeah yeah, right. yeah, yeah, reading I'll between the lines. It's reading between doing. the lines. It's going balls
2: deep here. Oh yeah, balls you know. Balls deep. Balls deep. Yeah, uh, I agree. What's up, Frank? There you
1: I, go. I agree, and I think it'll, you know, it'll have another included effect where you know Drew Brees will probably have a greater year also oh,
2: as a result okay. of it. Let's go. Let's, show, let's keep showing these running backs love. Fact 55. Frank Gore entered the 2015 season as a 32-year-old running back. In the two seasons since he that time, his yards per carry rate has decreased by 16%. His yards per game has dropped by 16%. And his touchdowns per game dropped by 4% Don't. from his career averages. So, yeah, he's having lows in everywhere. If 32-year-old Adrian Peterson followed that, se- follows that same career trajectory as Gore and plays 16 games this year, 1,498 total yards and 13 touchdowns. How many? So, so if he basically falls 16% below his career averages like Frank Gore did, these are what his numbers are going to pan out to. 1,500 yards and 13 touchdowns.
0: It just show you how much of a beast he's been.
1: Seems, seems to be about par for the course. And
0: That's so they're, nasty, and they're, man. And they're trying to say, like, um, it's the same for everyone. The curve.
2: Yeah. So.
0: But either way, yes. Reach
2: for AP is what ESPN is saying here. Uh, Melvin Gordon was running back eight. The eighth best running back in 2016 with 1,416 yards from scrimmage and 12 touchdowns. Yeah. That's actually pretty surprising. That's good
0: because I I drafted him, I think, rookie year, and he didn't do Jack Daly's squat. And so it's good to see him doing something.
2: And I think the Chargers are going to steal the AFC West, but we'll highlight that later. What? It'll be because they write Gordon. In the past five years, there are only two running backs who carried the ball at least 250 times and averaged more yards per carry than Jordan Howard did last year. Jamal Charles and Adrian Peterson.
0: Jamal Charles.
2: (laughs) I haven't heard that name. Howard Jordan also averaged 5.6 yards per carry on his 202 carries that he had against teams that won at least eight games last season. (laughs) One of those crazy old. So, this is running back for the Bears, right? uh
0: Running back for the Bears? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just
2: making sure. That 5.6 yards per carry on his 202 yards was most among the 37 running backs that had at least 65 carries against these at least eight plus winning opponents. That's not bad, man. Basically... Oh, the next fact is kind of eye-opening. Only Ezekiel Elliott and Le'Veon Bell will enter 2017 with longer streaks of games with at least 10 fantasy points. Howard finished last year with six straight. Oh,
0: last season was Marty Mourningway's first season as offensive coordinator in Baltimore. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, why do I care?
2: How do they do? Mm. That's what the next fact will probably say.
0: (laughs) In that season, 26.9% of completions went to members of the backfield. So... Wow, okay. Okay, okay. Like to dump Ray it off Rice. A, lot.
2: a quarter of their pass plays went to the backfield.
0: Yeah. yeah a quarter so yeah. of the
2: completions went to the backfield.
0: For comparison's sakes, Odell Beckham Jr. accounted for 26.8% of receptions for the Giants last season. Okay. With Steve Smith Sr., Dennis Pitta, Kamara, what, Aiken? Yep. Kamara, Aiken, who is that?
2: He was a receiver. Was Kyle like
0: Jouzouk, who... Who? I
2: think that was a fullback or like a utility player or some shit. Like a we'll go with Kyle. Thomas.
0: No longer on the team, there are 315 targets from last season up for grabs. Whoa.
2: Insert who? Next fact.
0: Danny Woodhead. Since 2013, Danny Woodhead has 167 catches, eighth most a month running backs despite 27 missed games. That's kinda nasty right That's there. crazy. So he's our so
2: god. Danny
0: Woodhead is the shit.
2: Oh yeah, y'all have you have Woodhead
1: maybe just for a short period of time. I forget is so, one particular person usually has had him. I don't, CJ? Remember, I don't remember who it is. Was it CJ? I don't know.
2: Last year, I think CJ had him last year.
1: Actually no, I think it was it was Bernal before that.
0: So as of June 22nd, he is going in the eighth round of PPR drafts on ESPN.com.
2: This guy's a back-to-back two-time winner of the Division II Heisman Trophy, the Harlan Hill Trophy. Man, he's like Fitz. He's been on oh uh, he's been on uh, four teams. Started with the Jets. Was he on Hard Knocks? Who? Yeah, he was on Woodhead. I don't remember if he was on Hard Knocks. The year the Jets were on Hard Knocks.
1: I think they mentioned like him getting cut.
2: He was there for a couple years, and then went to New England for a couple years, and then San Diego Chargers. Now Baltimore, man. He's just loving the AFC, man. He doesn't want to come over to the NFC. Thirty-two year old running back, but no one's talking about him declining. He's thirty-two. Yeah. Danny. Yeah, man. Wow. Whoa, no way. Uh, okay. Danny, silent. are you okay? Yeah, man. Remember, this guy went undrafted in '08.
0: Okay, so 68. Last year, one player, Ryan Matthews, got 69.6% of carries inside the five-yard line for Doug Peterson in the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, so that's kind of cool. But during the past two years, no player in the NFL has gotten more rushes inside the five-yard line than LeGarrette Blunt.
2: Oh, so wow. that's that's
0: pretty. Ooh. Ooh. We already talked about this. Like, I mean,
2: we well, brought LeGarrette Blunt way back in the day. This is a good Throwback Thursday topic. If we had to do it.
0: Yeah. I mean Blunt, blunt has already, was already like Blunt as a He's already been like a heavy goal line back and now blunt they're saying blowing. well he's going to an offense Titch that's showing. gonna even feature that more.
2: Blunt blowing. Titch showing.
0: I guess I gotta, I gotta put that in there. <laughs> it's going in.
2: <laughs>
0: Last season the Philadelphia Eagles were eighth in rushing yards before first contact. I like that. I like that. The Patriots were tied for twelfth. Okay. Okay, Ricky Donnell Pumphrey. Pumphrey. is that am I saying
2: that right? Pumphrey? Mm-hmm. Pumphrey.
0: Is five foot eight and one hundred and sixty nine pounds. Darren Sproles is five foot six and one hundred and eighty five pounds. Wendell Smallwood is five foot ten and two hundred and eight pounds. Legarrette Blunt is six feet and two hundred and forty one <laughs> pounds.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. So Blunt's got forty pounds on these boys. If you look at Danielle Pumphrey, he almost has 90, 80 pounds on that guy. Oh my goodness. Actually, wow, my so the people were
0: saying like there's no one else to do goal line. He is the man. He wow. is the man.
2: Fuck. So you reach for him or Adrian Peterson?
0: I'm going I'm going Blunt.
2: Blunt's still younger, right? I mean, how old is Blunt?
0: I just don't know what the carries are gonna be like in New Orleans, right? I mean what if Ingram is doing great.
2: Okay. Um terrible Damn, this has been a deep 20-30 facts on running backs.
0: Right, Like so 73 with Lashawn McCoy, Ezekiel Elliott, J.H.I., Mike Gilleslie, right, were the only running backs in the NFL last season to average more yards per carry and have more rushing touchdowns than
2: Isaiah Crowell. Wow. So only those four backs, McCoy, so Dills, Dallas, Miami...
0: Isaiah Crowell of Michael, the Leslie,
2: and McCoy Were on the same fucking team Browns. Last year Wow So Crowell had a high Yards per carry And he scored How many rushing touchdowns This guy scored last year well, No he one's gonna think of him Running back the on the
0: Browns No one's ever gonna think of that
2: He scored seven touchdowns last year That's actually not bad Damn
0: Travel is only one of six backs in the NFL under the age of 30 with at least 145 carries in each of the past three seasons, so he gets the rock all the time.
2: They basically bring an age into this now, saying because this guy's not above, because he's below a certain line, he's more valuable. Like
0: he's propaganda. never missed a game in the NFL, in, the, in his NFL career. He's never missed a game.
1: Well, the age of 30 has been associated with the age of decline in running backs for a while now.
0: In this offseason, the Browns beefed up their offensive line. They signed guard Joel Bettino to an extension while signing guard Kevin Zettler and center J.C. Tredder to go along with Joe Thomas. Sorry, I am... These names are... I'm not familiar with these names. Who are these people? Basically...
2: I guess the Browns beefed up their O-line. Is yeah, what it's is O-line. Trying to I don't say. know O-lemon. Who knows gonna... O-lemon? All right. All four of these players rank in the top 13 at their position per Scouts Inc. All
1: right.
0: You know, I like how, I mean, I'm, I appreciate anyone who does, like, favor the channel and stuff, but I know a lot of people do call in and they're like, hey, I love the content, love the content. But it's like, we can see who listens to the episodes. Yeah. So I can that. see your line so just like you know if you don't if you don't listen to it that's okay that's, that's cool don't, don't fucking don't, you just, know, don't say, yeah. just don't say you do just say what's up just say, just <laughs> say what's up yeah. appreciate it I see you doing your thing but don't say you listen to it yeah. I know everyone out there can feel it I'm gonna make sure I post this segment <clears throat> this is called keeping it real keeping it real when keeping it real goes wrong